0: Why the natural gallery should not attract so many visitors? As say the British Museum, I cannot explain. That does not contain much that one would suppose appeals to interests of the ordinary saints here. What knows such as prehistoric flints and scratched bones of Assyrian sculpture, of Egyptian hieroglyphics? The Greek and Roman statuary is cold and dead. The paintings in the natural Gallery glow with colour an instinct with life. Yes, somehow, a few listless wanderers saunter, her yawning through the National Gallery, whereas swarms bore through the halls of the British Museum, and talk and pass remarks about the objects they have exposed, a date and meaning which they have not the faintest conception. I was thinking of this problem, and endearing to her own reverence, one morning while sitting in the room, English masters a great collection in Trafalgar Square. At the same time, a never forced itself upon me. I have been through the rooms developed, to devoted to foreign schools. I had come into the given. overs of Reynolds, Moreland, Kingsborough, Constable, and Hogarth. The morning had been for a while propitious, but the walls known a dense umber-tinted folk had come on, making it all but impossible to see them under the pictures, and quite impossible to do them justice. I was tired, and so seated myself on one of the chairs, and I fell into consideration. First of all, why the National Gallery is not popular, as it should be, secondly, how it was that the British School had no beginnings like those of Italy and the Netherlands. We can see the art of the painter from its first initiation, in Italian, Palincia, um, along the Italian peninsula, among the Flemings, it starts on its progress like a child. We can trace every stage of its growth. Not with the English art, it springs to life in full and splendid maturity. Who were they before? Wh- who were they before Reynolds and Greensboro, and Hogarth? And Great names these portrait and subject painters who have left their canvases upon the walls of our country houses were those of foreigners, Holborn, Keller, Van Dyke, and Lily for portraits, and Monet for flowers and fruit pieces, landscapes, subjects, were all important nations, none homegrown. How come? How came that about? Was there no lamer for that, novelty, that native? Was it that fashion trampled on homegrown grown political beginnings as it flouted as myrrh native music here was food called Palatian, dreaming in the brown fog looking through it was seeing its beauties at Holcroft, painting a lover theme fenton as polly peach chum about wondering how so different a beauty could have captivated the duke of bolton had held him for thirty years I was called to myself, and I was surrounded by the strange conduct of a lady who seated herself on a chair near me, also discouraged by the fog awaiting its dispersion. Pos- 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 I had not noticed her particularly. At the present, I did not remember particularly what she was like. As far as I can recollect, she had a middle-aged and quietly wi- quietly yet well-dressed. It was not her face, nor her dress, that attracted my attention. and disturbed the current of my thoughts. The effect I speak was produced by a new strange movement's behaviour. She had been sitting listless, probably thinking of nothing at all, or nothing in particular. When, in turning her eyes round, and finding that she could see nothing, or the painting she began to study me, this did concern me greatly. A cat may look at a king, but but to be contemplated by a lady is good compliment sufficient to please any gentleman. It is not the gratified vanity that troubled my faults, but the consciousness that my appearance produced. First of all, a subtle surprise, then under the sky's alarm, and finally indescribable horror. Now a man I can sit quietly leaning on the head of his umbrella, and grow internally, warmed and innovated by consciousness, that he is being surveyed by with action, a lo- lonely woman. Even when it's he's, he's a middle-aged and not specially dressed, but no man can maintain his composure when he discovers himself to be object of aversion and terror. What it was? It, what was it? I passed my hand over my chin, upper lip, thinking it's not impossible that I might have forgotten to shave that morning, in my confusion, not considering that the fog would prevent the lady from discovering neglect in this particular had occurred which it had not. I am a little careless, perhaps, about saving when in the country, but when ta- in town, never. The next idea that occurred to me, a smut, had a black, a London black, curled in that dense pea-soup atmosphere, descended on my nose, and blackened it. I hastily drew my silk handkerchief from my pocket, moistened it, and passed it over my nose. And then, each cheek, i then turned my eyes in the corners. I looked at the lady to see whether, by this means, I had got rid of what was objectionable in my personal appearance. Then I saw that her eyes dilated, dilate, dilate, dilated. De-la- from with horror, we were riveted not to my face, but my leg, on my leg, my leg. What on earth could that, that harmless member, having it, is so terrifying. The morning had been dull been rain all night i admit on the, in leaving my hotel i had turned up the bottom of my trousers that is proceeding, but not so uncommon not so outrageous as to account for the stony stare out of, out of this woman's eyes if it were all oh, I, I would turn my trousers down then i saw a shrink from a chair to which she sat to one further remember from me but still her eyes fixed on my leg, about the level of my knee. She had left full, her umbrella grasping the seat of a chair, with both hands as his backed from me. I need hardly say, I was greatly disturbed in mind, and feeling I forgot all about the origin of the English schools of painters, the question of why the British is me, in more popularity than the National Gallery. Thinking that I have might have splattered a hansom whilst crossing Oxford Street. I passed my hand across my side hastily, with a sense of annoyance. all oh, at once touched something cold, clammy, and sent a thrill to my heart, and made me start and um, take a step forward. At the same moment the lady with a cry of horror, sprang to her feet and, with raised hands, fled for the room, leaving an umbrella where it had fallen. There were visitors at the picture-gallery besides ourselves, who had been passing through the Salon. They turned to uh, uh, cry and looked in surprise after her. The policeman stationed in the room came to me and asked what had happened. I was such—I was in such agitation. I hardly knew how, what to answer. I told him like, that I could explain that it had occurred little better than myself. myself. I noticed that lady warned had not expression. Behaved in most extraordinary fashion. He had better tra- tra- take charge of the umbrella and wait for his return to claim it. Questioned by the official, was vexing as it prevented me from once, from the spot, of investigating the cause of alarm at mine. Hers is something she might see on my leg. Mine is something I distinctly felt climbing, creeping on up my leg, a numbing and sickening effect on me. The touch of the object I did not see, has not to be shaken off at once. Indeed, I felt as though like my hand were kind of contaminated. I still I still could have had no rest, till I had fairly washed the hand, and it possibly washed away the feeling that it had been produced. I looked on the floor and sat on my leg, but saw nothing. As I wore my overcoat, it is probable that in rising from my seat, the skirt, fallen over my trousers, and hidden the thing, whatever it was. I therefore hastily moved my overcoat and shook it. One I looked at my trousers, with nothing whatever on my leg, and nothing fell from my overcoat when shaken. Accordingly, I re myself, and hastily left the gallery, then took my way as speedily as I could, without actually running to the crosst charing cost station, and down the narrow way leading to the Munch- Metropolitan, where I met Wendy de Flanders' bath and head-dressing establishment, and asked for hot water to thoroughly wash my hand and felt well handled, well and it. I bathed on my hand in water, as hot as I could endure it, employed carbolic soap, and then, after handing a good push down, eventually, on my left side, where my hand was encountered, the object had so affected me. I left, and I entertained intent intention of going to the Princess Theatre that evening, securing a ticket in the morning, but all the thought of fear to going was gone from me. I could not for my heart, the sense of nausea and cold had been produced by touch. I went to the garets to, to have lunch and ordered something. I've got that what, but when served, I found that my appetite was gone. I could not eat nothing. The food inspired me with disgust. I thrust it from me untasted, and after drinking a couple of glasses of Colette, ferret left the restaurant and returned to my hotel, feeling sick and faint. I threw my overcoat over the, start the back, and cast myself on my bed. I did not know that there was any particular reason for me doing so, but as I lay my eyes on my greatcoat, the sea of the fog, had passed away, There was light again, not to the first quality, but significant for London's where I might so I could see any, any, everything in my room, though through a veil darkly. I do not think my mind was occupied in any way, but the only occasions on which, to my knowledge, my mind is actually passive or inert, is when crossing the channel in the foam from Dover to Calais. But when I am always, in every weather, objectively seasick and faultless, but as I lay in my bed, I am squeamish, without knowing why, I was in the sane and inactive, inactive mental condition. Not for long, but not for long. I saw something that startled me. First it appeared to me as if a lampant of my overcoat pocket were in movement, being raised. I did not pay much attention to this. I suppose the garment sliding down the seat on the sofa from the back. What this is place of gravity calls the movement I observed. But this is but this, I soon saw, was not the case. That which moved the lampet was something in the pocket. that was struggling to get out. I could see now it was working its way up the inside, and when it reached the opening, it lost balance and fell down again. I made this out of my predictions and intentions. In a cloth, these moved as a creature. Whatever it was, worked its way up the lining. A mouse, I said, I've forgotten my seedness. As I was interested. "'A little rascal! how did he could try to seat himself in my pocket. "'I had worn that overcoat all morning. "'But no, it was not a mouse, "'or something white poked its way out from under the lampet. "'It, it was another movement, an object, which revealed, "'that, though revealed, I could not understand, "'nor could distinguish what it was. "'Now I by my curiosity. "'I raised myself to my elbow. "'In doing so, I made some noise.' A bed creaked instantly, something dropped on the floor, lay outstretched in a moment to recover itself, and began with motions of maggot, a maggot to run across the floor. There is a caterpillar a caterpillar a caterpillar called the Majorer, because when he advances, it draws its tail up with its head and then throws it forward in full length, and again draws up its extremity, forming each time a loop with each step measuring its total length. The object I saw on the floor was advancing precisely like a measuring caterpillar. It was the colour of a cheese maggot, and length was that of three and a half inches. It is not, however, like a caterpillar, with its flexible throughout its entire length, but this was, it seemed to me, jointed in two places, one joint being capricious than the other. For some moments, I was completely paralysed by astonishment. I remained motionless looking at the thing as it crawled along the carpet—a dull green carpet with darker green, almost black flowers in it. But it had, it seemed to me, a glossy head distinctly marked. But, as the light was not brilliant, I could not make out clearly, very clearly how, how moreover, a rapid movements prevented close scrutiny. Presently with a shock more startling than I produced it by apparition, at the opening of the pocket of my great coat, I became convinced that I saw a thing was a finger, a human forefinger, that with a glossy head with has- was no other than a nail. The finger did not seem to have been amputated. You no know, sign of blood or legacy, where the knuckle should be, but the symmetry of the finger. A root, rather, faded away in the instinctiveness. I was unable to make out the root of the finger. I could not I could see no hand, no body Behind the finger, nothing whatever, except a finger—a little token of warm life in it. No coloration, as though blood circulated, as though, as though blood circulated in it. The finger was in active motion, creeping along the carpet towards the wardrobe, and stood against the wall by the fireplace. I sprang off my bed, and it pursued it. Eventually, the finger was alarmed, for it redoubled its pace, reached the wardrobe, and went under it. By the time I arrived at the article of the furniture, it had disappeared. I lit a vesper match and held it beneath the wardrobe, and raised above the curtain by about two inches. On on turned feet, but I could not see nothing more, or seen nothing more. The finger. I got my umbrella, thrust it beneath, and raked forwards and backwards, left and right, and raked out flew, and nothing more solid. I packed my put. Port- to you next day returned to my home in the country, all despite the amusement in town was gone. All my desire for amusement in the town was gone. The facility to transact business was departed as well. Then and qualms came over me. My head was in a maze. I was unable to fix my thoughts on anything. At times I disposed to believe that my wits were deserting me; others I was on the verge of fainting. Severeness, anyhow, whether likely to go off my head or not, I take it to my bed. Home was the only place for me, and homeward I sped accordingly. On reaching my country and habitation, my servant, as usual, as usual, took my portmanteau to my bedroom, I strapped it, but did not unpack it. I, I to his throwing out the contents of my gloves and bag. But there is there is anything in it that he may see I see that he puts him but but what that he puts in puts my things where I cannot find them again. My clothes he's welcome to place them where he likes and where they belong. He's that he knows better than I do. But then I carry about with me other things than a dress suit, and change of linen flannel. There uh, are letters, papers, books and the proper destinations. Of these, known only to myself, a servant, a singler, and even that got put away literary matters and odd volumes in such places that it takes an owner half a day to find them again. Although I was uncomfortable with my head, the well I opened and packed my own portmanteau. to you. As I, that I was thus engaged, I saw something curled up my coloured box, a li- lid which had not got broken in by bare boot-hill impinging on it. I put I had pulled off the damaged cover. You see my collars had been spoiled, Then something curled up inside, suddenly rose up and leapt, like a cheese jumper, out of the box, over the edge of the coat of and scurried away across the floor, in a manner already familiar to me. I could no doubt not doubt for a moment that it was here the thing here was the thing again. It come to me from London, the country. Whether it went, went into it to run over the floor, I do not know. I was too bewildered to observe. Somewhat later, towards evening, I seated myself in my easy chair, looked up at a bo- uh, book, and tried to read. I was tired of the with a journey, and knocking about in the crown, a discomfort alarm produced by apparition of the finger. I felt worn out. I was unable to give any int- my attention to what I read. Before I was aware, I w- before I was there, I was asleep, roused by instant by the fall of the book from my hands. I speedily relapsed into unconsciousness. I'm not sure that the dose in my armchair ever does good. It usually leaves me in a semi-stupid stupid, condition with a headache. Five minutes in the horizontal position my chair. Bed is worth thirty in the chair that is my experience, In sleeping in solitary position, the head is diff- in, in difficulty, it drops forward or lulls on one side or the other, and has to be brought back into position, which, which line in the centre of gravity runs through the trunk, otherwise the head carries the body over in a sort of general capsize, out of chair, on to the floor. I accept the incursion, of which I am speaking pretty healthily, because deadly wary, I was brought to waking, not by my hand falling over the arm of the chair, and my trunk uh, tumbling after it, but by a feeling of cold extending from my throat to my heart. When I woke, I was in a diagonal position, my right ear resting on my right shoulder, exposing the left side of my throat, and it was here where the jugular vein throbs that I felt the greatest of cold. At once I shrugged off the shoulder. Rubbing my neck with my collar, and my coat, in doing so, meiji felt meiji something fell off, off, on the floor, and again saw the finger. In my, my disgust, horror, identified and perceived that he was dragging something after it, which might have been an old stocking. Which I took at first glance for something of, for something of the sort. The blazing sun shone in from my window. In a brilliant golden ray that lighted the object scrambled along with its illumination i was able to distinguish what the object was it's not easy to describe it but i will make the attempt the thing i saw was solid material but it drew after it was after it was neither nor was it numerous polar protoplasmic condition the finger was attached to a hand that was curling to a matter and a process of acquiring solidarity. Attached to the hand was an arm, in a very flimsy condition. This arm belonged to a human body, and still more verbious in material condition. It was being dragged along the floor by the finger, just as a silk one might pull after it the it the the tangled tangle web. You see that our legs and arms head, a coattail trembling but an interlacing and detangling again in a mysterious manner. There was no bone, no muscle, no substance. The figure of the members were attached to the trunk, which was spineless, but they were evidently no functions. They were wholly dependent on the finger, which pulled them along in jumbled parts of, the, as, as, to advancement. In such confusion did the whole matter, vaporous matter. I think I cannot say for certain it was so, but the impression left. On my mind was that one; the grey balls were looking out of the nostril, a tongue going out of one of the eyes, ears. It was, however, only for a moment I saw this German body. I cannot call by another name, which had not, my substance and smoke. I saw it only so long as it been dragged off what of a ray of sunlight. A moment it was pulled jerkily up the beam of the shadow to the shadow beyond. I could see nothing of it, only the finger. I had not significant moral energy or physical force in me to ride, pursue, and stamp on the finger and grind it with my heel onto the floor. Both seemed drained out of me. What became of the dream figure, whither it went, how it managed to secrete itself, I do not know. I have lost the power of I lost. I sat on my seat, chilled, staring before me in space. Please, sir, a voice said. There, Mr. Square below, electric engineer. Huh? I looked dreamily around. My valet was at the door. Please, sir, the gentleman "'we're glad to be allowed to go over the house. I see all the electrical apparatus in order. Oh, indeed, yes, show him up. I recently placed the lighting of my house in the hands of an electrical engineer, a very intelligent man, Mr. Square, for whom I had contracted a sincere friendship. He built a shed with a dynamo out of sight and trusted the laying of the wires to sub-builders.' As he was busy with other orders and could not personally watch every detail, but he was not the man to let anything pass unobserved. He knew that electricity is not the force to be made with. A bad or careless workmen will often simply protect the wires, or neglect the insertion of the lead, which serves as a safety valve in event of a current being too strong. Houses may be set on fire, even be sternly shot by the neglect of a bad or slovenly workmen. The apparatus for my mansions could not be completed. Was the, the apparatus for my mansion was but just completed, and Mr Square had come come to inspect it, made sure it was alright. He was a fusist of manner, was it digitary, percent, and sort of vast prote midst of which it could be not predicted. All forces, he said, are correlated. When you have a force in one form, you may just turn in into this, or that you like, as you like. In one form it's a motive power, in another it's a light, another heat. Now you have luxury for illumination. We employ it, but we're not as freely as in the states for propelling vehicles. Why should we have horses drawn on buses? We should use electric trams. Why do we burn coal and warm our shins? with electricity which throws out no filthy smoke, as does coal. Why does we should we let the tides waste our energy in the Thames? If they in our forestries they have nature supplying us free, gracious, and for nothing. We have all the force we want for propelling the heat. England for light. I would tell you something more, my dear sir, says Miss Square. I have mentioned that three of force have, in, in but instance, but a limited number of uses, such as let, which of which literature may be turned. How is it that with photography is not electric light becoming an artistic agent? I bet you, he said, it will before long become a food repair agent as well. Oh, yes, I've heard of certain bosses with their life belts. Mister. Square did not relish his little dig I gave him. He winced but returned to the charge. We don't know how to direct it at all, right? That's all, he said. I haven't taken the matter up, but others will, will I bet. We shall have electric used as freely as we use powders and pills. I don't believe in doctors and much stuff myself. I the whole disease, lays hold of a disease, late older man, because he lacks physical force to resist it. Now it's not obvious that you must begin being at the wrong end when you attack the disease. What is it that does my force, made, made up from the lack of physical power? Of course, it's false, whatever you find it. Here motive, there eliminating, and so on. I can't, don't see why a physician should utilize a tide rushing out under the bridge by restoring free will vigour. All who languid and prey disordered in the metropolis. It will come to that, I bet, That is not at all. false. is false. Elsewhere, political, moral, false. There are physical, false, dramatic, false, high, heat, light, tidal, false, false, eaves, and so on. All are one, all is one. In time we shall know how to go nice into altitude, a moral energy, all the limp and crooked competences of wheels, a need taken in hand, and such always will be. Modern civilization. I don't know how to do it. I don't know how it would be done. But in future the priest, as well as the doctor, will turn literally as his principal. Nay, he's only agent, and he can see faults anywhere, out of the running stream, out of the wind, out of the tidal wave. I give you the instance, continued mister Square, chuckling and his hands, to show you the great possibilities of literacy used in crude fashion. It is a certain great city away all far west in the states that go ahead place two more so than New York that literally tra- electric trams all up and down along the roads to everywhere the union men working for the company demand that non-unionists should be turned off but the company can't, didn't see it instead it turned off the union men it had it sl- up its sleeve the significacy of the others and filled all the places at once you men didn't like it and passed word that at a given hour, a certain day, every wire that we was to cut, the company knew this was by means its bodies and turned on, ready for them. Three times its power in all wires. At a, mo- at a fixed moment, all up the pole was circus to cut the glades. Down they c- came a dozen times quicker. They went up, I bet. Then they came wires in the, to the hospitals from all quarters of, to stretchers, carriers as disabled men, some with broken arms, broken legs, arms, ribs, two or three head and necks broken. I reckon the company was wonderful, and merciful. Didn't put on a certificate false to make cinders of them then and there. Pussy the opinion might, might not have liked it. Stop the strike. Did that great moral effect. All done by electricity. In this matter, Mr Square was walked for a on. You interest me. I came to think that there might be something in what he said. These suggestions were not mere nonsense. I was glad to see Mr Square enter my room, shown in by my man. I did not rise from my chair to shake his hand, for I had not significantly do so. Languid tone I welcomed him, and signed him to take a seat. Mrs Square looked at me with some surprise. What's the matter? he said. You seem unwell. Not like the flu, have you? I beg your pardon? The influenza, every third person, is crying, and he has it, a cell of eucalyptus. Leucalyptus Luke- is a mint enormous. Not that leucalyptus is any good. The influenza, Marko, indeed. What care they for leucalyptus? They've gone down some steps of ladder of life, since I saw you last squire. How do you account for that? I hesitate about mentioning the extraordinary circumstances. It occurred but Square was a man who had not allowed any beating about the bush. He was in straight in ten minutes. I got the entire story out of me. Rather pertenecious for a nerve that. According finger, fingers, said he, it is a queer story taking taken an end? Then he was silent, considering. After a minute he rose and said, I'll go and look at the fittings, and then I'll turn this little matter. Or yours over again. Let's see if I can't knock the bottom of it out of it. I kind of fond of those sort of things. Miss Quay was not a Yankee, but he lived for some some time in America, and affected to speak like an American. He used Trent expressions, terms, a speech was common in the States, but none of the transatlantic twang. He was a man absolutely without affection. Affection. affection in every in every particular but the, his sole weakness and it was harmless man was so far all he did that i did not expect his turn immediately man was so far in all he, what he did i did not expect his turn immediately it certainly was like salmon every portion of Dynamo engine and all the connections and burners necessary to engage him in some hours as the day he was done was nearly done, I knew he would not accomplish what he wanted that evening, and accordingly gave orders a room should be prepared for him. Then, as my head was full of pain, my skin was burning, I told my servant to apologise for my absence of dinner, and tell Mrs. Square I was aptly forced to return my bed by sickness, that I believed I was about to be prostituted by an attack of influenza, a valet, a worthy fellow, who had been in with me for six years, was concerned about my appearance, and urged me to allow him to send for a doctor. I had no confidence in the local practitioner. If I had sent for another from the nearest town, I, I would offend him. A row would, would, would ensue, so I declined. If I were really in an influenza attack, I might as well much as any doctor have to deal with it. Quintine, Quintine. That was all. I bet my man light a small lamp. Lower it! to some significant elimination. Don't even need to find some lemon juice. My bedhead, my pocket handkerchief, and to be able to read my watch. When he had done this, I bade him leave me. I lay in bed burning, racked with pain in my head, and with my eyeballs on the fire. Whether I fell asleep, or went off my head. For a while, I cannot tell. I may have been fainted. I have no recollection of anything. After gone to bed, and taken a slip of my lemon juice, tasted as to me, like soap. Till I was roused by a sense of pain in my ribs, a slow, gnawing, torturing pain, waxing momentarily close and tense. In half-conscious, I was partly dreaming, and partly aware of my actual smoking. The pain was real, but in my fancy, thought felt a great maggot was working its way round my side, toward my ri- between my ribs. I seemed, to me, twisted, moving half round, it reverted to so its former position, again twisted itself, moving like a boardwell, tail, not like a gimmick, which letter forms a complete revolution. This obviously meant, must have been a dream, a only as I was lying in my back and my eyes were diverted towards the bottom of the bed and the covert and let and the blankets and sheet intervened between my eyes and my side, but my fever one sees seas our eyes in every direction, alone, all for all. Obstructions. Rouse myself by exerting twinge. I tried to go out and succeed in throwing myself over on my right side. With that was which was in pain. And once I felt the thing withdraw. For that was alling. If it, it may use if I may use a word, in between my ribs, I now I saw, standing between the bed, a figure that had an arm under the bedclothes and was slowly moving it. The hand was literally doormd down from the coverings and rested on a down coverlet, with the forefinger extended. A figure that was a man in shabby clothes, with a shallow, mean face, a red-teething forehead, with a hair cut after the French fashion, a moustache black, dark. The jaws and chin were covered with brisky growth; the shaving had not been neglected for fortnight. The figure did not appear to be completely solid, but to be constantly of curd and the face was sort of complex of curd. As I looked at this object I would do thing, backward in an odd sort of manner, as though I waded by the hand oh that which was the most substantial indeed, the only substantial portion of, the, of it. Though the figure with treated stooping, yet is no longer huddled along by the finger. It had no matter existed. If the same I acquired a consistent solidity rarity which it did not possess before. Where the hell it vanished, I do not know, whether, whether it went. The door opened and the squire, squire came in. Squire. What is going with the trade voice? If is, is it? I don't know. I think that it, it's that finger again. Now look here, said the squire. I'm not going to have that cuss as it pranks any more. Tell me about it. I was so exhausted, so feeble, I am not able to have connected them out. Count of what had taken place, but Squire put me in a few pointed questions, and it cited, elicited the main facts he pierced down to, together in his own ordinary mind to form a connected whole. This is the feature of the case, he. It strikes me remarkable and important. At first, the finger only let in the hand, and the woman's figure let tax the hand without backbone, without consistency. Lastly, complete figure with consistency backbone, but latter is in gent- gentlest condition, with the entire figure outweighed by the hand. Just the min- hand figure, proves previously outweighed by the finger. Similarly, the compacting and consolidating the figure came with your deg- decoration, a loss of vital force. And in the world of health, what you lose, the object acquires, and what it acquires is gained by contact with you. That's clear enough, is it not? I dare say, I don't know, I don't, can't think. I suppose not the facility of fault is raining down to you. Very well, I must think of for you. I will. False is false, I see. I can't deal with your vegetation in such a way as it prove, Just how truly moral, dis, disducive and employed on the Union range to, to strike in. Never mind where it was. That's not, that's, that, that's not to the point. Will you kindly give me some lime juice? I treated. I sipped at that said draught, but not to leave. But without relief, I listened to squire squire, but without Square. but without hope. I wanted to be left alone. I was weary of my pain, weary of everything about even of life. It was a matter of indifference to me whether I recovered or I slipped out of existence. Here's I hear again shortly, said the engineer. The Frenchers say that pet. Et men he it's been for you twice it's been at you twice it's been it won't be content without another peck if it doesn't if it don't if it doesn't get another, I guess it'll be pretty well about to finish you, Mr. Square rubbed his chin and put his hands into his trouser pockets. It was a trick acquired in the States, and in that elegant one, his hands were not actually occupied went in his pocket went in the pockets, evidently their gravity did tipper. Women Ladies did not light square, they said he was not a gentleman, but it was not that he said or did anything off colour, only he spoke to them, looked at them, walked with them, always had his hands in his pocket, had been a lady turn on her back, on him deliberately, because of his trick. Standing now with his hands in his pocket, he studied my bed and said, Could Contemporaneously, old fashioned and bad, poor four poster. Out own it, be alright, allowed, I guess, old, old and wholesome, all the way around. i have not a conditioned this. I like a four poster with curtains, ahead and a feet, i do not, not that I ever drew them. But you gave a sense of privacy that is wanting. One and a half, if one of your. Half tester test beds. If there is a window, a dart at one's feet, one can lie in the bed without glare in one's eyes, and yet without darting in the room, by drawing the blinds. There is much to be said, for Poster, but it is not the place in which to say it. Mr. Square pulled out his hands, I had a pocket was been with the electric plate near the head of my bed, Attached Scr- a wire, swept it semi-circle on the floor, and then thrust the knob at the end of my hand in the bed. Keep your eyes open," he said, and your hands shut and covered. It is if that finger can again, again, comes again, tickling your ears. Try it with the point. I manage to switch from behind the curtain. Then he disappeared. I am too indifferent to my mystery to turn my head. Observe where he was. I remain inert with a knob on my hand and my eyes closed, suffering from thinking of nothing that about the shooting pains from my head and aches in my loins and back and legs some time probably elapsed before i felt the ang- finger getting to work my ribs it groped but no longer bored i now felt the cl- entire hand not a single finger the hand was essential cold and clammy i was aware how i had known not that fi- if the finger point reached the reached my heart left side the hand would so to be sit down on it the cold palm of it, and then, immediately, my heart would cease to beat. It would be a square foot, express it, gone coon with me. It's half-pervasion, itself self I thought i brought put a knob of electric wire, against the hand, against one of the ringers, I think, at once, aware a raping, squealing noise. I turned my head elaborately, and saw the form, now more substantial than before, came fearing in an pain varying fruitlessly, to have drawn its arm from under the bed's clothes and a hand from the electric weight. At the same moment, Squire stepped from behind the gun, and the dry-lover said, I thought he, we could fix him. It was a coil at him. He can't escape. Now let us drop to, to, to particulars, but I shan't let you off till I know all about it. The license was addressed, not to me, but to apparition. Therefore, you bade." me to the point, away from the hand of the figure, being whatever it was, but to be ready for a moment's notice. He then proceeded to cascade my visitor, who moved restlessly within a circle of wire, but could not escape from it. He applied in a thin, squeaking voice as sounded as if he would have came from a distance, a so tone in it. I do not pretend to give all that was said. I cannot recollect anything that passed. My memory was affected by me, and was as told as well of my body yet i prefer giving the scrapes i recollect what squire told me he had he had heard yes i am ancestral always was nothing answered with me the world was against me society was i hate society i don't like work either. neither did i never did i don't like i but i like agitating against what established i hate the way it found me landed my interest the parsons everything that that set that people, that is the unemployed, I always did I don't, can't get work couldn't work, get work as suited me when I died they buried me in a of coffee coffin, cheap, the cheap and gave me a nasty ch- grey cheap and service rattled away cheap and no monument, don't want none, oh there are lots of them, all discontented, discontent. a passion is it it gets in the veins, it fills the brain, it the heart. It's sort of divine cancer that takes possession of a tired man, makes him dissatisfied and everything, and hate everybody. But we must have our share of happiness at the same time. We all crave it in some way or another. Some think there's a future state of blessedness, and so have hope and look to attain it. For hope is a cable an anchor that attaches to what is real but when you have no hope of that sort don't believe in any future state you must look for happiness in life that year we didn't get it when we were alive so we sink it to procure it when we are dead we can do it if we can get out our cheap and nasty coffins but till the greater part of it is murdered molded away if a finger or two remains it can work its way up to the surface where these cheap deal coffins go to pieces quick enough then the only solid part of us put left can pull the rest of what has gone to nothing after it. Then we grope about the, of the living, the well to do, as if we can get at them. On this working pole, if we can't, we hate them too, because they are content and happy. If we reach any of these and can touch them, we either draw their vital force out of them into ourselves and recuperate at their expense. That is about what I'm going to do, you. Getting on famous, nearly nearly solidified to men, and given another chance in life. I missed it this time. Just like my give, like just my luck. Mr thing, always have set misery is disappoint. Get plenty of that. What are, are you all? asked Mr Square. And Christ out of employment? Some of us go by the name of some other destinations. But we are one our allegiance but to but one monarch, sovereign discount. We are bred to have a of any work, and grow up loafers, grumbling at everything, and quarrelling with society which is around us, and providence that is above us. And what do you call yourself now? Call ourselves? Nothing. We are the same in other condition. That is us all. Oh, folk called us once anchor nihilists, socialists, devilers. Now we call us influenza. We learn, talk of microbes, and bacchaeus, a b- bacteria, microbial bacteria, bacteria we blowed. We are influenza, we, the social failures, the general discontented, coming out of your cheap and nasty craves, the form of physical deeds. We are influenza. There you are, I guess, exclaimed Square triumphantly. Did I not say that all causes are corroborated? If so, then all negations, deficiencies, a force of one, there's several manifestations. Took a divine content. This content is a false impelling to progress. Rubbish is a paradise of energy. It turns to be sold of acid. Your enemy's sp- spike gale inspires nothing but rots. A whole normal system. Have you? Here. Have it. Moral, social, political discontent. In other form, may respect aspect. There's all. What anchors them is a p- body politic. The influenza is the body physical. Did you did you see that? Yes, I believe I answered and dropped away into land of dreams. I recovered. What square did with the thing? I I know not. I believe he reduced it again to its former <coughs> negative self supposing condition.